Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Me and Jenny are not in the best state. <laughs> I think I might have a ear infection with my laryngitis and Jenny, quote unquote, feels like death. Okay. But here we are. I just have a really <laughs> shitty one-sided migraine pms headache thing. It happens every month. Oh, to be a woman. <sighs> you know, it's interesting. I went to a female doctor for my female parts. And um, for years, I've dealt with really, really bad, really, really bad period cramps to the point of like kind of passing out a little bit, getting nauseous, like really, really bad. Like for seven hours every month, I get absolutely ill. And I was telling the doctor that and she was like, yeah, that sounds like you have endometriosis. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, that those are all the signs. And I'm like, I've been going to doctors for years, begging them to tell me what's wrong with me. And they say that it's normal to feel this way. <laughs> It's like surprise. Ay, Dios mío. But I had to take a lady to go in there and be like, yo, this doesn't seem normal. Looks like you're going through a lot of pain for no reason. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but I would never and I have never gone to a male gynecologist. You can be my podiatrist. You can be my neurologist. But no, thank you, sir. I'm going to say something awful. Like, I don't even want them to do my manicure. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't want men like touching my body. I don't know. I, you know, Mira, it's I, like, get, I don't have confianza con eso. You hear all these stories about male gynecologists who end up like sexually harassing their page. I'm like, you know what? You know, necesito ta mierda. Yeah. For what? Like, I'd rather have a person who understands my body. There's something about empathy, like, that is, it's kind of easier when a person is more like you. Yes, exactly. And look, I'm not saying that all male gynecologists are sexual harassers before anyone gets their freaking calzoncillos in a bunch. But it happens, yo. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not even gonna, no, 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 (laughs) no. No, it's gonna be a no from me. (laughs) Well, yesterday, you texted me about something I posted online. Yep. You were like, oh my God, uh, maybe we should talk about this. So I assume you liked my response to what happened. So Jenny, why don't you you let (laughs) our audience know what you saw? Well, and I found this out because of you. Because honestly, I didn't know who the hell this guy was. (laughs) Apparently, he's one of the most well-known trumpeters in Latin America. Uh, And he made like... A bizarre statement. Yeah. Basically stating that women cannot be good trumpeters because you need to have testosterone in order to be the best at trumpet playing. And I'm like, ¿Qué, qué coño esto? And then I went on the post and I saw I saw your comment. You're like, esto me da pena. Esto da pena. Yeah. I'm like, wow, bro, this is really sad. Whenever I see people posting about how this job and this career needs to be a man's career, like or men are made to do this thing, I immediately go on attack mode. It's like one of those triggers for me that I need to make comedy out of it because I want to make them look like idiots. Mm -hmm. So I made a video and I was like, you know, putting his opinion aside, I'm actually incredibly concerned because like if this guy thinks that in order to blow air into an instrument, you need a dick to do it. Like how the fuck is he playing his 
trumpet. You know, like just <laughs> making him feel like an idiot. Dude, it reminds me back when I was still living in Miami and I was looking for video editing work. I'm a very good video editor, if I should say so, my fucking self. It's because of all the estrogen. It's all the estrogen. And I applied for a job. And after I submitted my work, he's like, you're a really good editor. He's like, I was surprised. Don't take offense. I just didn't think you'd be this good because you're a woman. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm, wow. Uh, well, last time I checked, I didn't edit with my vagina flaps. Oh, wait, you don't? Oh, my God, no. I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> yeah, like copy paste with each nip. But I think one of the reasons it like really bothers me is because when I was growing up as a kid at home, including my dad, like I was never made to feel that me being a woman changed anything. It's part of who I am, but in no way did my dad have any expectations for me because I was a woman or did he think that because I was a woman, I couldn't do certain things. It was always a, a house that just valued a brain. And whether that brain is connected to a man or a woman, it doesn't really matter. It's a brain. And I, I thought most people around me thought like that. And then as I got older, I realized that wasn't the case. And I would get into so many fights in high school with dudes after saying like dumb sexist shit. And I, I remember I'd, I'd be the only one doing it. And I'm like, am I, is there, is there something wrong with me? Like, is there something wrong with me that I get this angry? And I'm like, so glad that now as a older lady, ew, as a 30 something year old woman, I'm proud of my little teenage self. But you know, a lot about how you learn about your gender is how you see it at home and how it's treated at home. And I was very lucky to have a dad that was very, very obsessed with my intellectual growth and um, always said I could do whatever I found passion in and never pushed me to get married or to have a boyfriend or like, you know, now he's pushing me to have children because I am married and he wants grandchildren. But but until <laughs> until now, <laughs> until now, which is rare in, in, in the Latin American machista archetype of a dad. Yeah. My dad does not fit into that archetype. Uh, my dad is not great at sports. Um, my dad <laughs> never cared. When I had a boyfriend, he was he didn't get angry at the dude. He just never fit into that machista dad archetype that a lot of my friends did have which were these like you know big dudes and like oh, to get close to my daughter and uh see sí, like these burly dudes <laughs> being dudes and like just like you know and then my dad was more the type of guy that would sit down and have conversations and ask questions and like his masculinity wasn't performative you know mm -hmm. he was just a dude who liked to read and was very smart and and like smart people. And that's sort of that's sort of like the type of dad I grew up with, but it very much contrasted the environment I grew up in. That's really interesting because my dad is very similar. Um not into sports, not a handyman. Not at all a handyman. Oh my god, my dad's such a bad handyman oh yeah so every father's day i'm just like i don't relate to any of this like get your yeah. dad a, a barbecue grill or a tool set <laughs> and i'm like uh my dad i'll get him a calculator yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like what do i get my dad he's not into any of these you know stereotypical dad things danny that's so funny father's day gift ideas never work for my dad yeah you're so right it's like power tools yeah yeah my dad has never mowed a lawn 
Yeah. Oh my God, Jenny. If I saw my dad with a power tool, I'd say run. I'd be like, get out of whatever structure you're in. It's going down. And my dad also doesn't like cooking. Like maybe he grilled a couple patties on a grill once. Barbecue is the one dad thing my dad has recently gotten into. But like, it's so funny that Father's Day, this like day to celebrate fatherhood, the guy that like helped clean your diapers and you know, helped you put you to bed at night like they had to masculinize it like oh yeah get a fire going in the barbecue get big ass tools it's like why <laughs> like why okay mira okay it's hard not to laugh at how sensitive a lot of these men really are they're just very sensitive and god forbid you say that but i'm like dude if you have to make everything look like a wrestling commercial <laughs> sunday 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 like if everything has to be have like michael bay explosions <laughs> like, oh my god that's the funniest sketch because like mother's day like all mother's day commercials are like <laughs> give her the gift that keeps giving for the woman that keeps giving. And it's like a fucking little diamond bracelet. It's like a fucking diamond bracelet or a robe. And then, it, you know, but apparently, and I didn't know this, when the idea of Father's Day was being sort of coined, the concept of a day to celebrate fatherhood, it was being coined. A lot of men didn't like it because it said it reminded them too much of being a mother. And that was like horrible for them, I guess. <laughs> like, oh my God. To be celebrated on a day was something that they felt was very unmasculine. And so I think then they overcompensated. And now like, as you said, every Father's Day thing feels like this like, you know, macho dude going around with tools and like, I don't know, angrily grilling and drinking a beer. With spitting his for no reason. Spitting for no reason. Like, that's not my dad. Like, I, I, you know, I got my dad an iPod the first time the iPods came out. <laughs> I got him tie. Um, I get him books. I get him, like, uh, tickets to the orchestra. Um, I get him wine tastings. Um, <laughs> that's the type of stuff my dad likes. And um, yeah, it's interesting because I'm sure that, like, the way that my dad... Um, was in, at my house and how he was with me sort of crafted the way that I I see gender and how I feel I deserve to be treated as as a woman. I really do. I I never I've never once in my life seen like a, a group of dudes and said like I don't know if I can be there and I don't know if I can talk there and I don't know if I belong there. Maybe I have that like instinct for a second. But then my dad made me like sit at the table with all his like middle aged friends and like ask me very complex political questions that I was probably answering completely incorrectly. But just to like, I don't know, challenge my brain and challenge myself. And I I felt like I, I didn't see that on TV as like what a dad does. Mm -hmm. You know, a dad teaches you how to ride a bike, but my dad didn't teach me how to ride a bike. <laughs> My dad, I think, probably just like forgot. And then my friend's dad taught me how to ride a bike. But then that day, he taught me all of the capitals of all Latin American countries. Like that was his thing, it was teaching <laughs> me stuff for my brain. And uh, yeah, it's not necessarily what is stereotypical. Yeah, I think we're both very lucky in that regard. And for me, it wasn't just my dad, it was my grandfather. I feel like I, I was raised by two dads. Mm -hmm. You know, my grandfather, I was with him and my grandma as much as I was with my parents. And my abuelo, 
He lost his father at a very young age. He was like three years old. And he was one of like seven sisters. Oh, Lord. He was the only boy. So I think for being a man of his time, he wasn't sexist. I think the only thing that was a little old fashioned about him was that he expected my grandma to cook for him, you know, but he wasn't like, make my meals, woman. Yeah. But he, he did have a green thumb. He grew all these plants and he would make desserts. Like that was his thing. He loved making desserts. So it's not like he never did anything in the kitchen. He was a very empathetic and loving, sweet man. He was an artist. Mm-hmm. So I think that always kind of made him more of a sensitive person and why he was such a good father figure for not only my mom, but for me and my sister, because I never felt like that I wasn't allowed to do something because I was a woman. He was extremely proud of me. Anything I ever did that was artistic, whether it was painting something or playing an instrument or my acting, he was there for all of it. He f- he loved it. There was never a moment with any of these two men in my life where I felt like I couldn't do something because of my gender (laughs) could we call our dads or no oh that might be weird (laughs) for me just say hey dad happy father's day yeah because my dad just doesn't like he'll he won't understand what's happening here you can call your dad uh let's see i want to record a five second thing with you (laughs) can you call asap my dad texted back and he said i am in the middle of a session We'll call in the next break in 90 minutes or less. He always writes to me like this. He writes to me like he's writing an email to a colleague. Dude, my dad too. My dad will write in a very like robotic way and then he'll be like, love dad. It's so funny. He'll just be like, I picked up the fries. Love dad. Oh, that's so <laughs> cute. It's so, my, my dad, my dad would be like, Yes, I am unable to pick up the phone right now. And I said, is it, is it okay if I put this charge on, on your card? Yes, that is fine. Thank you. Like, it's so funny. It's, it's like an like, automated response. Yes, it's so funny. It's like, he, he, his grammar is always perfect. Dude, our, I feel like our dads would get along. Yeah, for sure. They'd hang out. Kevin's dad too. Kevin's dad is an accountant like my dad. Oh, your dad's an accountant? Yeah, oh my God. They would, he would get along. Yo, your dad being an accountant is, I, I couldn't write a better. My dad being an yes. accountant? It's like perfect. It's fun. Yeah, it's hilarious considering I have dyscalculia, yeah. <laughs> which sounds like discalculo, which sounds like I'm missing a culo, which is kind of right, but also. Right on two fronts. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I'm, I have a math learning disability, so I don't know. Again, well, it's it's weird, you know, when I say that my dad's an accountant because he kind of took the business over from his father. So my dad is not CPA certified or anything. He didn't go to school for it, but it's kind of like a side hustle, mm. a side hustle accounting business. I love that. Usually side hustles are like I make bags and sell them on Etsy. He's like, I'll no, do your taxes is, as a high side hustle. Yeah, that's literally it's his, it's his side hustle. Like he just does it. He's good at what he does. He does it from home. That's great. Yeah, I didn't get that part of the genetics. Yeah, no, my dad is a literal math genius. He's a literal (laughs) genius in math. Like when he was five, doctors were like, this kid has the brain of a 24-year-old. It's insane. And my dad would try to help me with math homework. He's never yelled at me except for those days. He'd get so frustrated. He'd be like, how the fuck did you not see it? And I'm like, I am bad at math. 
I don't know how to explain it. He would like, he'd be like, I don't understand how you don't see. I don't understand how you don't see. And I'm like, dad, do you realize I, I don't think like you? And so I had to get a math tutor. I told my mom, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Bro. My dad won't yell at me. Again. Like I've, I've gotten home drunk, like late. And my dad never yelled at me. The only time he's yelled at me is when I couldn't figure out some type of matrix, right? <laughs> Yeah, dude. The only thing I ever took away from my dad regarding math is that I learned how to cross my sevens like him. That's a, that's nice. I was like, why does he cross his sevens? I guess I'll do that. That's it. That's all I learned from my dad. Thanks, dad, for teaching us math. He tried. Sort of. He tried. <laughs> we're sorry we're bad at it. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we, we got extremely lucky here because yeah. I have so many friends in their 30s who are dealing with trauma because their parents... And I hate to say this, but specifically they're the male figures in their lives, mm -hmm. mostly being dads, forced them into being something they weren't, forcing them to play sports, forcing them to do quote unquote manly things. Or when a mother sees that their daughter's into sports and it's like, I lesbiana. And I'm like, yeah. what if she is, bro? Let her play football. Like, yes, you made this person from your DNA, your freaking egg sack and, you know, ball tadpoles. Ball tadpoles. That's <laughs> disgusting. I hate that. And I would like to strike that from the record immediately. <laughs> and I get it. Like, you, you, you made this person. But at the end of the day, they are their own person. And they might not even like what you like or have... Like, have a completely different sexuality and gender identity and way of dressing and expressing. Let them be. Let them be. I've seen so many parents prevent their kids from being themselves. Yeah. I think our parents' generation, you know, they went through a lot. They went through, many went through wars or displacement or whatever. And, you know, my grandparents really pushed their kids or my parents into what they thought was right and into careers they thought was right and would would say no you can't study this you can't st my dad wanted to go study astronomy uh, in in cornell and and his dad was like no you have to be an engineer you know and so my dad had to go figure out his path some somewhere creatively through what his dad's expectations were of him um and my mom she wanted to be an artist and then her dad was like that's insane no go to college and do something else. And then, you know, she became an economist. But like these pressures and stuff brought them to where they are today. But I think it informed how they how they raised me and, and my siblings because I've, I've never felt that at all. When I said like, I want to study comedy. Mm -hmm. They were like, great. The, my dad, uh, the opposite. My dad was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. What's the best comedy theater? Like, let me, let me help you. Like, what do you want to do? Like, I'll help you get there. And when at home I was getting all the support and I was starting to get a little bit more successful, I suddenly was being barraged by like the realities of the world because I kept on being like, I, I was, I was doing interviews and a lot of the interview questions were like, wow, you're a woman in comedy. What happened? Or like, how does it feel to be a woman in comedy? Dude, I was about to bring that up because you and I hate that so much. That has happened to both of us. Yes. Separately and also together when we've been interviewed, it's always one of the first questions. Oh my God. Jenny, me and you will be on a Zoom with a reporter and, I, and I'm like looking at you with those eyes of like, if this motherfucker asks what it's like to be a female comedian, I am going to flip a shit. And lo and behold, 
nine out of 10 times, it's, well, you two are women in comedy. Tell me. And I'm like, where's the fucking question? You just told me a fact. Dude, it's like, I understand that they mean well and you still have to talk about these things. But like you, I don't know how to answer half the time. Like I've, I have done so many panels at various conventions, VidCon, Comic-Con, Hispanicize, just like you, right? And like a lot of times a question comes up, like as a woman in comedy or as a, as a female filmmaker, as a woman content creator, and <laughs> I just kind of say the same thing every time. I'm just like, never once did it occur to me that I couldn't do this because of my gender. Right. Don't you realize how many people, instead of getting it during interviews and panels, they get it at home? And I don't know. I honestly, I can't honestly answer the question of whether I'd be where I'd be if I had that type of of friction and limitation at home. I don't know if I would have had the strength to be like, you know what? Bye, mom and dad. I think you're wrong about me. And I'm going to go do this anyway. Like, I probably wouldn't like, you know, and I think that that's like at the core of what we're talking about is that first entry point to the world, which is your parents informs so much about what you think you're going to be capable of doing and what your limitations are and what your capacity is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jenny, Jenny, do you remember when we had that interview? And I was already on edge because the woman was like, oh, my God. So you're a woman in comedy. You were two women in comedy. This is crazy. Well, what what do you think? And I was like, and, and I was like, well, I don't really think you should be asking that question, to be honest with you, because the more you ask it, the more people are going to be questioning themselves if women belong in comedy. And she was like, oh, well, it's just that my little boy, (laughs) my little boy, crazy. I would, I started, I started singing a rock song and my little boy turned off the volume and said, no, women aren't supposed to sing rock. And I thought it was so funny he would think that. And I'm like, why do you think he thinks that girl? It's your fault, queen. Like you and your husband, what do you think you're telling and showing your kid that he thinks that women can't do these things? Like I would have played that music louder. I'm like, well, bitch, go to your room then because mom's going to rock out. If my kid ever says, (laughs) I'm serious. No, women can't do or men can't do. I am going to actually suck. I've never done that. Like, sacar una chancleta and be this stereotypical abusive mom. I would just... I, I mean, I wouldn't hit them, but I'd throw it towards them. It'd be a lightweight chancla. I will it would toss be more, a lightweight yeah. chancla in their general direction. And probably miss because of the hand-eye coordination I mentioned earlier. And it'll be, it'll, it'll traumatize them. Dude, I, oh. I'm clearly not, don't know how to parent. <laughs> you know, you learn along the way, but it's, it's true, man. A lot of it has to do with what you teach the kid in the house like I, I remember, I remember my dad talking. My dad, uh, uh, some of his like economic studies, some of his studies are about gender, and about women in different countries. And he's a numbers guy, um, so he, he never really t- like. He's very emotional. He loves me very much. He's very sweet, but he's more of like a like a left-brained, logical kind of guy. He doesn't believe in life after death. In fact, when I asked my dad at eight years old what happened to us when we, we die, he just said, we become nothing. We become like dirt and then that's it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, sorry, I'm an atheist. <laughs> anyway, he's a really, he's just like a clear dude, very um, intellectual. And so like 
he's very he's very logical when I ask him questions. Like when I'd be like, "Are why why were women like out like silenced from society so long?" Like I don't get it. it and this was me as a little kid. Is like, is it true we weren't as smart? And then my dad would be like, "No." And then he'd get scientific. Women didn't have uh birth control the life expectancy was much less women were pregnant most of the time because they were just losing babies left and right constantly they were dying from childbirth like being pregnant and childbirth was taking up the entire the entirety of people's lives and dying from it or being pregnant during it that they were shunned as part of it and like all these things to sort of tell me with facts that women were smart Mm-hmm. And women were capable and it was just society and maybe some, you know, the, the lack of us being able to give women the, the, the correct place in society for that long wasn't women's fault. It was like biology and the unfairness of it and and how society was structured around the man. Like it was never like, well, women, women are good at like things with their hands. And men are good at things with their brains. Like I never heard that. Yeah. I mean, I heard it from my from my dude friends in school, which would be like they'd see my handwriting and they'd be like, "Ew, your handwriting's like a boy handwriting. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Bitch, I know every answer. Shut up." <laughs> Dude, oh my god. You know, I'm not gonna name names, but there's certain people in my life who are like weirdly obsessed with like what women can't and can do compared to men and like i'm not gonna say that these people tend to be outright sexist but they have this like bizarre obsession with like well women want equality yeah well they should be drafted in the army if they want equality well you know i bet you when 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 there's a draft women are gonna start backing out they're just obsessed with the draft when is a draft gonna happen dude i don't fucking know (laughs) but they have this weird logic about strength and muscle mass and that's all they really use to talk about gender equality which is like the dumbest thing on the planet meanwhile these specific people i'm just like bitch i make way more money than you (laughs) and i'm a woman so we also grew up in places like my mom is very strong and uh you know never in my house was it like oh diego tu papa be quiet oh my because just very latino to be like oh my god your dad arrived Shh, everyone quiet everyone quiet please your daddy's here we Girl, have to be please. perfect behavior Hell like my no. dad would arrive my mom would be like hola mi vida mira help me with this yo do that hey what happened today oh, uh at work great this is what yeah, happened man. to me yeah uh, joanna's crying and needs help with her homework okay he helps me with my homework okay you know what i mean it's this collaborative environment i'm sorry yeah times are times are a change in my friends like me and my husband we split everything evenly we he does more of the cooking than me i i like cleaning because i again i like cleaning he does the dishes because it grosses me out like we, we we share the errands even when we started dating we always split the bill it's just kind of our thing and it never felt forced that's just always been him thankfully my husband is not <laughs> a machista he's not threatened by being married to a, a strong successful woman like whoa who would have mm. thought yeah but like your dad was married to a strong woman yeah and my grandfather was ma- like married yeah i i do i do come from a line of women who wore the pants quote unquote mm-hmm. which i which is a stupid saying the saying literally means the woman acts like a man because she takes yes. off the skirt and wear which is so annoying yeah. but anyway it's, it's annoying but you know my mom both my grandmothers kind of called the shots Mm -hmm. in the marriage in parenthood and it wasn't like they were forcing their partners it's just that these men had a more lax 
personality. That's why the dad character that my husband plays in my videos, Benito, I was scared to bring him to the forefront at first because I knew that he wasn't going to be the stereotypical dad, right? And Benito's like very, very sweet, very chill. He's like, well, look at the kid. Okay. Like he's right. Yeah. He's a chill dude. And he's actually, yeah. And I wanted to make sure because I know like the trope in sitcoms is that like the husband's stupid. So even though Benito kind of has this like lackadaisical personality and he's very laid back and he loves to eat. But we, we introduced the fact that he's actually a really good cook. And he loves to cook. Who would have thought? But there's plenty of Latino men, dads, abuelos, who do love to cook. It's just you don't see it represented as much in media. So I try to express that. But but yeah, I mean, I'm going to write a dad character based on the, the dad. And it's not just me who developed it. David had a bigger part than me in developing Benito. And essentially, the Benito character is a hybrid of... His Puerto Rican aunt's husband, who's Cuban, and then my dad. But they're very similar. They're like these laid-back Cuban men who aren't very strict. They kind of let the wife, you know, take charge. It's fine. That's, that's the balance. And they contribute in a way that, again, you don't really see in media. Like, you know, just very yeah. supportive. Not like, I'm going to have a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. When my, you know, when my daughter's boyfriend comes over, my dad never got involved in my love life. I don't ever recall my dad giving a shit about when I lost my virginity, who I was with. Same. He would meet my boyfriends and be like, okay, hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And then even about having kids, like my dad for the first time asked me like very nonchalantly, he's like, oh, so you and David, you and David are not going to have kids. I'm like, no. It's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean. You, you have your dog. That was it. <laughs> um, My dad was never like, but why? Why aren't you having kids? Like, he just, it's not that he doesn't care. I just don't think for him it's this like insane priority of like, Ugh. my dad never questioned what I did for a living. My dad or my grandfather ever made me feel hyper aware of my gender, if that makes sense. I was just Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I was just, yo, I, it's so interesting because I would go to some of my uncle's houses and there was a completely different environment in my uncle's houses and my cousin's houses than my houses a lot of the time. And in my uncle's houses, like he was the man of the house. And when he arrived, he sat at the front of the table. And if my girl cousin had a boyfriend, he would have to scare the living shit out of him. And then he would berate his sons to make sure that they were like, manly men and it just felt really oppressive to be honest with you like no one no one was asking questions about like hey what do you want to do when you grow up like i don't know everything was like around this patriarch and around this sort of a, a figure of power and at my house of course i respected my parents but like wasn't this figure of power to be feared like a benevolent dictator like it was just this <laughs> This person that is your parent and you got to listen to them. But like the, I, I, what I love about my dad is that my dad really wants to hear what I have to say and what I have to think. My mom as well, but this is a Father's Day episode. But, you know, just really valuing my brain over anything else. And I think while I was being pressured in society to be like very thin and I wanted to dress a certain way and I was feeling super stressed. I was like on a crazy diet when I was 16 because I was like, I'm, I'm overweight. It's insane how I perceived myself. I remember he was like, 
there's so much more to life than what you're worrying about. Like worry about what's in your head. And and I and it stuck to me to this day. Like I remember where he said that to me. And I remember that like society and and my friends and everything was pushing and pulling me in certain ways, but like it was always like a center el ancla was always just that kind of that one big lesson is whatever you put in your brain and and who you are is like the most important thing in the world and everything else he just didn't really care. You know? Mm-hmm. He didn't care. Yeah, and I think it's such a simple concept ultimately to let your kid become who they want to become. <laughs> like and not put so much emphasis on gender. It is so ridiculous to me. You know, Jenny, me and you, we have a lot of things in common and we have a lot of things that we are completely opposite in. Yeah. And this is one thing that it, it, it I didn't know until we started talking that we did have in common. What? That we had dads that never put like gendered pressure on us or judged us for making decisions or didn't believe that we could do something because we were women. Yeah. And and in your house, you know, you saw also powerful women. This wasn't like a, a machista structured home. No. And a dad that is telling his little girl what she can and can't do and who she can and can't date. Yeah. I think, it, man, it makes such a difference. And I think that's why you and I are where we're at. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder where I would be if I was raised in a machista household. Because, yeah, like my whole life, I just kind of went about it without thinking, I'm a girl, so I can't do X, Y, Z. You know, it's so funny. My dad always sends me like interesting articles and like Twitter threads. And he sent me this thread, thread on our survey of a new era in the economics of fertility. (laughs) Like this is the stuff my dad sends me. Okay. And in this um, thread, it what is basically saying is that fertility and people that are having children, um, we always used to think it was in poor countries where gender norms and, and gender standards are very clear. And, and, you know, there's a woman at home and then, you know, the, the man is the, is the breadwinner. And what is actually, what we're learning is that that is actually shifting and that countries that have more gender equality, countries that have women in the workforce and countries that have men very included in housework and childcare actually have more children. So countries like Japan, which although rich is a country that women are expected to do a lot of the housework and the child labor are actually having a lot less children in comparison to countries like France, where, uh, dads are being more involved in the rearing of the children and the housework. So, I think, thanks dad for this information, I think it's really interesting that what we think a dad is, uh, is changing and the dad that is sort of more involved and, and more an equal partner for his, his wife or his partner are the people that are having more children because they are an incredibly important parent. I mean, men are incredibly important parents. I mean, I think society always put so much pressure on women to be great mothers. And I think that's important, but society also needs to place the same amount of pressure on making sure dads are good dads and, and all of what that means because society is always like, uh, you know, points at a woman holding a baby weird and says she's a bad mom. And then points at a, a man holding his baby weird. It's like, Oh, he's so being so funny. What a good dad. He's present. I think we need to change that. And I think we're glad we, we grew up with, with, men in our families that sort of represent that side. And uh, yeah, happy, happy Father's Day to all the dads who are listening. 
especially our dads. My dad listens to every single hyphenated episode. Wow. There's not one episode my dad has not listened to. He listens to every single one and calls me after. Um, I want to see if I can call him. He's a big fan of yours, Jenny. Hi. He knows everything about your life now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's see if he picks up. He's always on a plane. So if he doesn't pick up. <laughs> He's he's like I'm going to Kazakhstan. I'm like what? <laughs> Your dad is sounds so interesting. Hello, hello. Hola, pa. Hola, cómo estás? Eh, happy uh, early Father's Day. Um, I just wanted to ask how many of the the episodes of our podcast episodes have you listened to? I have listened to every single one, and a few I've listened to them twice. <laughs> okay, bueno, love you, papi. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye. He was busy. He picked up in the middle of a speech, I think. I feel like my computer, the internet, was listening to me talking about um, ball tadpoles earlier, and I got uh, an ad. No. Of a mug, of a mug, and it's called. It's from a company called Personalized Family Gifts. Oh, Unique. No unique funny father's day gift for dads and it's a mug and it says we used to live in your balls and it's three <laughs> it's three <laughs> it's three sperm and they all look different like one sperm is wearing sunglasses the other one is like super cute with like a little heart and the other one's throwing a peace sign and they each have names david wendy and charlie and then it says happy father's day wait 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 no as in the kids are the individual sperms? Yeah, so it's like as if I gave my dad a mug and with me and my sister as sperm. I absolutely hate that. Saying, Jenny and Stephanie, we used to live in your balls. I hate that. I hate that. I absolutely <laughs> hate that. Not only do I hate it because I feel like it's fucking gross, it's also anatomically incorrect. That's basically saying that you only, you only came from your dad's balls and that your mom's egg that she had in her uterus that that thing went into is just like useless because you your whole self lived in a man's balls which is what the greeks thought that women were just vessels for men's babies <sighs> and not like 50 per anyway that's that's me being triggered again well uh we ended up talking about things that make us angry but we really do want to wish a happy father's day to all of those fathers listening especially my dad who I'm 100% certain is listening because he listens to every single episode of Hyphenated. Thanks, Dad. Your dad must think I have the biggest boca sucia. Dude, he's my dad. He's my dad. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Thank you. I, ha Thank I have you a for boca that. sucia, too. He's never yelled at me for saying a bad word ever in his life. Neither I'd has my like, dad. I'm like, recontra de la puta madre no joda que arrechera. And my dad's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.